0: on the radio Thursday mornings. Story time starts at 10 o'clock, and then now we are going to head to a live conversation for Listen and Learn Live. The guest today is Noah Sullivan. The topic is navigating differences, working with and listening to people who have different beliefs, and we're pulling them up now. Welcome to the airwaves. Hello. Hey there.
1: Hi, Orange. Um. Yeah, so today, on today's show, we have Noah Sullivan, and um, Noah, Noah is a 2020 graduate of Petersburg High School. He has a reputation amongst his peers, teachers, and family friends as being an individual with a gift for working with others to solve problems. Noah has also been a past member of the Petersburg Public Library's teen advisory group, GOAT. Um, so welcome, Noah.
2: Hi there. Thank you for having me on here.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited. I haven't actually talked to you since you were probably a very young boy. <laughs> and um, so it's nice to get to to see you again. Um, so tell us, where are you planning to go to school next year and what are you planning to study?
2: Uh, so this fall, I'm planning on attending Occidental College um, in Los Angeles. Uh, we just figured out that they'll be online, so I will be here uh, in the fall. Um, But we'll see about the spring semester Um, and I'm gonna be majoring in political science
1: Okay, so can you tell us a little bit about why you chose Occidental College?
2: Uh, So it's a it's a school with a really strong uh, poli-sci Department it has a reputation as being um, One of the best uh, California schools in that department Um, And just in general, I'd become really interested in in politics uh, and, and political discussions uh, and I feel like I have a lot to learn about America's history, um, especially in relation to the moments that we find ourselves in right now. Um, and so Occidental, looking more into it in the campus, the culture, the size uh, felt like the right choice.
1: Nice. And so is it a big, giant school or is it a smaller school?
2: No, it's, it's about 2,000 kids, um, I think. I think about 70 or 80% of the classes have about 20 kids in them. So it'll actually be kind of similar to, to going to school here in some ways, I think.
1: Nice. And that's it. I'm actually excited for you that, um, I'm sure you're not as excited, (laughs) but I'm glad that they get to have it online. Um,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, it'll be interesting, but, uh, and I'm, I'm taking a few classes, uh, online right now, um, school. And hopefully, hopefully things will be similar to that.
1: Yeah, at some point we will have a vaccine. <laughs> uh, exactly. So, tell us about what you are hoping to do with your with your education.
2: Sure. Um, so, I, I last year um, I had an externship with Representative Jonathan Christ Tompkins, um, where I was involved in all different kinds of things around the Capitol. Uh, I, I listened in at committee hearings. Um, I helped draft an election security bill with Jonathan's team and um, we informed other elected officials about the details of that bill. And that was a really formative opportunity for me and it kind of introduced me to the inner workings of politics in a way that I really couldn't have gotten anywhere else. Um, And at the same time, I really enjoy like discussing current issues um, and events and commentating about politics. And so those are really kind of the the directions that I'm considering right now. Um, And so just going into poli-sci, I kind of want to narrow down exactly which path I want to go there Um, uh, you know, working within government or kind of just talking about it.
1: Okay. And so I think this is a a really important question. Why do you want to do this? Why do you want to get into um, politics? Uh,
2: I really do just like have a a, a passion I think for talking about these things. Um, It's something I, I do here at home with family Um, with friends sometimes, with with people around the community, um, and I involve myself in it. Uh, It's just something that I've really grown to kind of identify with over the past few years. Um, And uh, I I hear from a lot of people that that they get tired of today's politics, and and I completely understand that. And it is really exhaustive, um, you know, uh, the the environment that we've um, created uh, in our country, but I really do... um, uh, just want to make that do what I can to make that better, um, and I, I really just enjoy having those discussions and involving myself in that.
0: Okay,
1: well, I'm glad that I'm glad that people like you exist because yes, we still need to be having those conversations and um, participating, even um, even when we would like to opt out. Yes. Um, so, can you tell me a little bit? about how do you work with people you do not agree with, like people with differing beliefs?
2: Right, right. Um, So it really can kind of depend on what capacity, the capacity in which you're working together, um, your relationship with that person, what your goals with that person are. Um, If it's not necessary to the things that you're trying to accomplish together, sometimes it's not really the best idea to, to have those discussions. But when it's something that you really... Um, can't avoid, I I think that it's most constructive to approach conversations from a neutral point of view um, and that you don't assume what their beliefs are before you've established them with each other. Uh, Remember that you're debating the ideas that they're presenting and not each other personally. And it can be really easy to kind of fall back into personal attacks um, rather than criticizing the specific idea or uh, policy that you're discussing.
1: Okay, and I, I, I want to um, go back to something you just said about if it's not necessary to the goal or the conversation that maybe it doesn't need to be discussed. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Because I think that that's such an important, um, it's such an important point.
2: Yeah, I, I guess when I say that, I'm, I'm thinking of, of like your work environment um, or uh, just the kind of relationship that you want to have with a person. Um, uh, it, uh, so I, I it doesn't apply to all situations, I, I, I think. But um, if it's something that might make things harder for you in the future, make a job more difficult to do um, w- with that person, um, you know, in that work environment, uh, then it's not always something that you don't want that you want to bring up with them um you definitely don't there's definitely people in your life who you don't really want to have those kind of discussions with um and so i, I think that's kind of what i mean um that uh when it might get in the way of of something that it might impede your progress with this person um and it's just not important to to either of you necessarily it's not a battle that you really want to have then uh i guess that's kind of where i'm coming from
1: Yeah. And it's keeping in mind what the goal is and what the goal of your communication and conversation with the person is. Um, So, and this is, I guess we just kind of just covered this, but I will ask it anyway. How do you have that constructive conversation discussion to solve problems? Um, I guess I I really want to, in this question, focus on the, the problem solving. Cause I, I understand that you are very focused on solving problems. This is what, um, people who know you well have told me. <laughs> and, um, and so, and that you are really, that's your goal and that's your focus. And so can you talk a little bit more about having those conversations with people that you don't agree with?
2: Yeah. Um, So I I think it's really important to to have, you know, constructive discussions in this way. And and one of the most um, productive techniques that that I've used is um, asking the other person, like, how do you think I came to my position? Um, And why do you think that I believe what I believe? Uh, Because it could be a question of their background or your background, your experience, research um, that you've done, your sense of morality. It could be a whole range of different things. Um, and that's one of the most important things that you have to establish before you get into a conversation. Um, what do you think my thought process was? Uh, and so, whenever we did a debate in school, um, my English teacher, Miss Lenhard, would have us collect evidence uh, on both sides of, of a given issue before we were actually given the side to argue on. Um, and so, this really helped us make our conversations more productive. Uh, it helped, you know, strength strengthen the. Uh, the reasoning behind um, our perspectives on the issues, uh, and it also exposed us to the other sides of the argument that we hadn't really considered. Um, so it really helped us develop a strong under- understanding of the issues that we debated. Uh, and like in my junior year, I had to argue uh, in favor of, of of some topics that I really found difficult to do Um but in the end, looking at both sides of the issue and, and having to actually do my research on it um, made it more, you know, made me more uh, solid in my beliefs on the issue. But it also exposed me to some of the kind of complexities of the arguments, um, and made made me more uh, open to hearing the other side of it as well. Um, and so, but getting back to that earlier point, um, asking how do you think I came to my position. Um, Really what that does is it allows them to kind of put forward their assumption um, The person that you're that you're having this discussion with Uh, And if it's flawed if they are misunderstanding where you're coming from you can correct them on it Uh, And I think that that leads to a more civil and understanding discussion Um, When you're talking with somebody and you can't really imagine how they can feel a certain way about something then You're really not operating on the same field And so this is where like developing critical thinking uh, and empathy and uh, you know feelings of understanding are are really important. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I do have a couple more things about that, but I didn't know if yeah,
1: share well, sure, share. No, we have time, so yeah. <laughs>
2: sure. Um, and uh, so another thing that, that sometimes I do is is ask, "What could I do to convince you to come to my side?" Um, because that establishes that you know you're willing to to hear and understand. Uh, to begin with. And so whether that argument or evidence um, or that reality exists or not, what would it take for me to convince you to change your mind? Um, And I think that that's important for ourselves to think about too, um, so that you don't make the mistake of going into an argument without an open mind. Um, And the chances are that the person you're arguing with feels the same way. Um, And people don't like really being told that we're wrong. And we especially don't like when we have a realization that we've been looking at this the wrong way the whole time. So you have to be reminded that issues aren't really black and white, that our opinions lie in a spectrum. And if you go into a debate without being willing to change your perspective on something, then you might not really get anywhere.
1: Okay. So I guess what I hear you saying is you have to be willing. The the other person that you are working with has to be willing to, um, as well as yourself, not just the other has to be willing to have an, an open conversation and be willing to take in information and process it with the possibility of changing their mind.
2: Right. To hear other perspectives on it. Yeah.
1: And so if somebody is unwilling to do those things, is that, how, how, how do you feel about that?
2: Uh, That can really be difficult and I think that that's an issue that a lot of us think that we're facing today. A lot of us feel that we're facing today when talking with people. Um, And so that really does uh, make conversations more difficult. Um, And so sometimes you can't always have an argument to try to change somebody's mind. Um, Not everyone is willing to change their, their opinions. Um, and like I, like I said, I think that the most crucial skill to have in an argument is your ability to show the other person where you're coming from and why you came to your beliefs. Um, and so a lot of the time, even if the other person is willing to hear your side, then they're still not going to, you know, suddenly change their opinion on something. Um, and, and suddenly come over to your side, you're not going to convert anybody necessarily. Um, but in that situation, you should aim to help them understand why you believe the things that you do. Uh, because that helps clear up misconceptions about your views. And so if you're successful in your argument, um, the next time they see somebody making those points, they're more likely to understand where that person might be coming from. And I think that makes a huge difference in having these kinds of conversations.
1: Okay. Very well said. Thank you. Um, We're going to take a small break here to um, type our trivia. So... um, Let's see. If you are just joining us, this is Summer Stream Live, a collaboration between KFSK and the Petersburg Public Library. Here we discuss a different topic each week with local experts. Today we are discussing navigating differences with Noah Sullivan. At the end of this show, we'll have a trivia question with a chance to win a $20 gift certificate to Singling Alley Books. So stay tuned and be ready to call 772-3808 for your chance to win today. Now back to our conversation. So let me find you again. There you are, Noah. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess I have I have one follow up question after what we were just talking about about solving problems and. Um, do you feel it's important to ask other people? Where, where they are coming from, and and their how they got to their belief too is that important to you when you're in debating somebody or not so much?
2: No, it, it, it definitely is. Um, it's 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 really important. Not just that you um, always feel like you're you know right in a debate. I think that that's a mistake that sometimes people make that um, that the person that they're arguing with you know is is on the wrong side of something. Um, and, uh, or at least that you're not open to hearing what they're saying, um, because the other person is thinking the exact same thing. Um, and so you really do have to, both of you in this conversation have to be willing to give something, um, and, uh, and to hear something that you don't necessarily want to hear and to try and understand where they're coming from in order to make a conversation productive. It, It definitely goes both ways. It's not something that can just be done, uh, on one side.
1: Okay. So um, what are some techniques you have used to listen to people whose views you don't share? Especially like somebody's views who you might actually find offensive and you're trying to have a, um, a, a constructive conversation with.
2: Right. Um, one of the things I, I, I try to remember in those, uh, in those moments, because I think we all definitely have those with certain people. Um, one of the most important things you can do is not to take their opinions personally. Um, and, and kind of like we had just mentioned, you have to also try and understand where they're coming from. Um, and so it, it can be hard to do that depending on who the person is. Uh, but in general, we do have to, kind of get over the fact that we're going to meet people whose opinions you don't really appreciate. Um, that's kind of just part of life and and we're better for it because these disagreements force us to evaluate the things that we believe It makes us stronger in our own arguments as well. Um, but at the same time, there are people whose minds you really cannot change, but, um, Generally, I, I I ask people where they're coming from, um, why they believe the things they believe, uh, where they got the source for that information, um, is, is an important one as well. Um, and so really, like I had mentioned that there's, there's arguments that you have that you know, you won't be able to convince anyone. Um, but really the goal should be to expose them to your process of thinking, um, and that makes a huge difference down the line when they are considering um, the, the the other sides of that argument, um, and you know, disagreement is something that's natural. Uh, it's it's you don't you don't have to be afraid of it. You can't you shouldn't be discouraged by disagreements. It's the attacks you know that you might face, misunderstanding and misrepresentation of ideas um, that really is more of the issue.
1: Okay. Yeah i um, I recently saw. I mean, I've, I've been hearing this in the news about, um, the majority of Americans getting their news from social media, um, which to me was really, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I guess i I was in the minority. I don't actually get my news from social media. Um, and that, that really blew me away. The source that is so important today. And, um, with everything that has gone on in the news. Um, I think I recently read it was something like 67% of Americans get their news from social media, which to me was terrifying. But um, so source is a very important thing. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, So do you have any advice you would give to people during these divided times because boy, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, it's, it's, it's hard for a lot of people. Um, I, I, I guess, uh, kind of like what I, what I just mentioned that, um, disagreeing with, you know, you're never going to agree with somebody 100% of the time and we're never going to be at a point, uh, in our country where everybody agrees on everything. Um, and so you, you really have to know where to set the bar. Um, and so, like I had said, it's not necessarily the disagreement that is the issue, um, but it's misunderstandings and it's misrepresentations that I think is really something that's more divisive than just not agreeing on something. Um, and so working past those, and that's why I think that really um, emphasizing where your own beliefs came from to the person that you're having a discussion with uh, is so important because it clears up those misconceptions that they may have about about your side and and I think that it's equally important to um, to clear up those same misconceptions on that person's side as well um, just making debate in this country a more honest and uh, and truthful thing instead of you know something where you're trying to score political points or you know just tell somebody that they're wrong um, I think that's really important and uh, that people you kind of got to keep your eye on the ball that it's not you know, just disagreeing with somebody that's a, that's 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 wrong. Um, it's you know understanding where they're coming from, having them understand where you're coming from, uh, and working through those those misconceptions and um, misconceived ideas.
1: Thank you for that. Um, great advice. So um, we'll start the trivia. I think. This is Summer Stream Live, a collaboration between KFSK and Petersburg Public Library. Here we discuss a different topic each week with local experts. Today we are discussing navigating differences with Noah Sullivan. And so we have um, a trivia question. And if you know the answer, you can call 772-3808. And so here's my trivia question. gotta find it. Okay, my trivia question. Oh, here it is. So, this book has been translated into 35 languages and sold over 2 million copies worldwide. It's written by Dr. Marshall Rosenberg, who developed its contents while working with schools and organizations in the South in the late 1960s on racial integration. However, the book was not published until 1999. Dr. Rosenberg states that Mohammed Gandhi is his inspiration for the book. What is the name of this book? If you think you know the answer, call 772-3808 for your chance to win. And again, that question. So this book has been translated into 35 languages and sold over 2 million copies worldwide. It's written by Dr. Marshall Rosenberg, who developed its contents while working with schools and organizations in the South in the late 1960s on racial integration. However, the book was not published until 1999. Dr. Rosenberg states that Mahatma Gandhi is his inspiration for the book, what is the name of this book? And I will add that I love this book. I actually own a copy of it. It helped me get through some contentious communication. If you think you know the answer, call 772. 772-
0: 3808. Okay, this is Oren. I've got a couple of callers trying trying to line here. Um, line one, are you there? Let's see here. Okay, well, we must have dropped that call. Thankfully, there's another one coming in here on line three. Line three, what do you think?
1: I'm going to try to go with nonviolent communication, the language of life. Yes, that is the correct answer. And who is there? Chris Norris. Chris, thank you. I, I will give the bookstore a call, and you can go down there to collect your prize. And my thanks to you and Noah for your conversation today. I think it's really important. Thank
2: you. Thank you. Congratulations. Congratulations.
1: Thanks. So we still have a few minutes left here. And um, I wanted the library just, we just started a podcast that will um, house um, all of our KFSK interviews. And um, along with that, in the description, we will have um, other resources. So if you want to explore this topic further, you can. And I know Noah had some great resources. Noah, do you want to talk about those? I do have a list of them here.
2: Um, Sure. Um yeah. Uh, so let's see. There were a few of the things we put in there. Um, All Sides was was one that we had in there. Um, that's a really good website that uh, that we used in school. Um, you can put in a topic and uh, search it and it gives you news from left-leaning websites, right-leaning websites, and and uh, websites that stay down the center. Um, and so it allows you to see the perspectives that they show. Um, and it's really important for also uh, identifying um, which uh, which side of the political spectrum some uh, news sites and, uh, and sources uh, lean on um, what else we have? Uh, I Recommend um, The hill as a website. That's one that I go to often um, stays down the center uh, and it covers um, Large, you know news events that are happening as well as some smaller ones more obscure things going on um, And I think it's based in Washington DC uh, which is why it's called the hill, so it's kind of um right in the middle of the action there. I also recommend uh the david pacman show uh It's a podcast that I listen to um it has a it definitely has a political leaning um so you know if you can get past that then uh then it's definitely worth it because he's a really great interviewer and communicator um even when he has debates it, it sounds just more like a conversation than you know in an argument or something. Uh, and so really he's known within the political commentary community, uh, for this ability that he has. Um, and so that website is, uh, davidpackman.com, A-K-M-A-N. Uh, and then I also recommend watching the movie 12 Angry Men. That's one that we've also seen in our debate class. Uh, and so that's a film that was, it's from 1957. Uh, and it's really interesting. Um, it's a great example of persuasive arguing. Uh, it's some jurors trying to uh, solve a case um, in a courtroom and uh, never figure out exactly who's right or who's wrong. So, it's very. Uh,
1: Thank you, Noah. Those. And so um, the podcast it won't be up until Monday. But on Monday, you can search for that and um, all of the things that NOAA recommends and some additional um, recommendations will be up there and you can check them out. So thanks for joining us today and good luck in college. And I look forward to seeing what you do.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited about it. Um, I'll be here in the fall, like I said, so, um, so I'll still be around. I will, I will be here.
1: Okay. Well, thank you, Noah. Um, so let's see. So please join us next week on KFSK, Thursday, July 30th, at 10 a.m. for Storytime and 10.30 for Summer Stream Live. On next week's show, we'll be talking with Kelly Wood about coding and engineering with kids. We'll have another trivia question and be giving away another $20 gift certificate to Singling Alley Books. Thank you to Noah Sullivan for joining us today. Also, thank you to KFSK and Friends of Petersburg Libraries for making today's show possible.
0: Okay, and thank you, Kari. We'll take it from there and return to our regular scheduled programming here you've just been listening to summer stream live and before that was story time it's an hour here each thursday morning from 10 till 11 with the public library bringing you stories and opportunities to learn through live conversations and uh today's guest was noah sullivan and uh yeah we're glad to hear that the library has started archiving these programs as a podcast which are available and can be search through downloaded listen to from psglib.org that's the Petersburg Public Library's website